Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stats. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Never Leave Me and Bring on the Night. Which are two titles I can never remember for these episodes. Same. Or, or like, like I switch uh, them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like, I, I don't know that these really fit the episodes that well. I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. I feel like international titles should become just better titles yeah. for these. <laughs> We asked, you answered, and Mike has no idea. It's a stacker surprise. Gobo. 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 I'm I'm a magical uh, lighting designer. (laughs) Gobo. So Andrew's time as a guestage in the summer's home marks the beginning of his time as a bona fide Scooby Mm -hmm. and some much welcome comic relief. So I asked the stackers, what is your favorite Andrew quote? And there are so many. Mm -hmm. Amy said, I like his little scene in Angel. That's a good moment. Although the hair in that scene, it's too much hair. Megan said, as he describes the bringers, we don't know much about them, except for they're very ugly and they're very mobile for blind people. (laughs) Uh, Nate said he didn't say it, but it's one of his favorite lines on the show. Anya says to Andrew, why can't you just masturbate like the rest of us? <laughs> Keith said the phrase from beneath you, it devours repeated mm. several times in the season is quoted by Jonathan in Spanish. Desde abajo de te ver. Nope. I'm going to say, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. It's, I, so many Spanish si. classes, guys. I got this. Desde abajo de te vora. Sounds right. Uh, is mistranslated by Andrew as it eats you starting with your bottom. <laughs> oh. Not from the bottom, Mike. Sorry from the bottom, no, <laughs> Nice. Ash said, Buffy and Spike have some sort of history. You can feel the heat between them. Although technically, as a vampire, he's room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Susan and Kirsten both said, in my plan, we are beltless. <laughs> Susan on Twitter, as well as Hannah on Facebook said, Andrew says to Buffy, where the hell have you been? This funnel cake is kicking my ass. Which brings up so many questions about cooking mm. funnel cakes at home. Yeah. Because like, right? The funnel cake is the carnival treat. Mm-hmm. The deep fried basic donut. I mean. E-thing. I mean, all you need would be like a, a big pan with like cooking oil. It's a deep. Yeah. And like, I guess probably a funnel. Sure. Yeah. And then just put Sounds it. Sounds easy. Mm. You suck, Andrew. Uh, and then Rick and Kyle both said, Buffy, Slayer of the Vampire. <laughs> or does he say vampire? Um, I feel like it's vampire, but I haven't watched it recently. I can't wait till we get to that so, one. Yeah. All good. Andrew quotes. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite off the top of your head? Um, well, one of my favorites does happen in one of these episodes. So I don't want to spoil that. Um, and I, I, I gotta go back to, I find, I find, bro- uh, oh. I find Broadway Matthew cold. <laughs> this is a good one. 
That is a good one. I like um, his uh, Blooming Onion conversation <laughs> with Spike. <laughs> but I definitely... Um, up there is, it eats you, starting with your bottom. Now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on Never Leave Me. Such a desperate title. Mm -hmm. I mean, chill out title. You're getting a little clingy title of the episode. (laughs) So the gang is cleaning up after Dawn destroyed the living room. Oh, that poor window. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, I'm, I appreciate that in these couple of episodes, they're finally like, fuck it. <laughs> uh, Don and Anya are wondering why they're not staking Spike. Uh, and Anya is understandably taking this personally. Mm-hmm. This is all in character. I, yeah. I like that they're just like, I mean, we just went through this with Anya. Mm-hmm. When our friends start killing people, I thought the plan was no mas friend. Mm. Um, but then Xander, on the other hand, is oddly quiet. And he just kind of sidesteps it and says, I've got a house to put back together. Because he's secretly in love with Spike. I mean, obviously. Head cannon. It was ever since um, Beneath You when that lady was like, have any of you guys not slept together? All of a sudden Xander's like, hey. Shh, don't tell her. <laughs> uh, so Anya thinks that, you know, William the Bloody is back. We get an editing joke. Editing joke. William the Bloody. You think it's uh, William the Bloody. He's wearing a big black trench coat. It's obviously yeah. William the Bloody's bike. Yeah. We got, the, we got the combat boots. I, I don't see any reason to go above waist level. We know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But I mean, just just for shits and giggles, let's pan yeah, up. Let's pan up. What? <laughs> Andrew's sporting a duster. <laughs> Thinks he's badass. Mm. He is not badass. Uh, well, the thing is, he's show he's so uh, short. It's actually just like a children's coat. <laughs> That's like me when I buy cropped pants, knowing that it just means I won't have to hem them. <laughs> Those are just going to be normal pants for me. Like if you wore like a Star Trek uniform from the original Star Trek, it would just be bell bottoms. Yeah, That's it. Warren appears to Andrew, and Andrew put his puts his hand right through him. It's funny because mm-hmm. this coincides. No. I was just thinking in this shot. Mm-hmm. Warren just walks in from yeah. off camera. I'm like, well, that's not that creepy because yeah. that could be a real person. He just mm-hmm. walks in off camera. He didn't like appear. And then Andrew does put his hand like right through Warren. And then he switches to Jonathan, who's like making this I'm case. Cool. Well, making this case for like, it's not your fault. Dying is great. Yeah. I'm little. I didn't have enough blood. It's my fault for not telling you I'm anemic. <laughs> it's just so cheerfully like, yay, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not happy when I'm dead. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Buffy ties Spike to a chair. Little kinky. I'm sure that's what it's all about. It's all about that. Also, she has handcuffs somewhere. It's weird that you would choose rope for a vampire. Mm-hmm. And like to... Well, it's frankly not the most stable chair. Like, no. it, it seems like you kind of want him to get loose. I mean, you and I are, are sitting on flimsy wooden IKEA chairs right mm. now, and it looks very similar to what Spike is sitting yeah, on. Yeah, like, these are, are fine to, like, podcast upon. Sure. But if I say had a potentially deadly vampire, I'd be like, oh, let's see if we can get something uh, metal, maybe. You, you and I'm also just realizing, and I didn't think mm-hmm. about this till now, if you, like, tied me to this kitchen chair mm-hmm. this, this got weird <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> stay with me for a sec 
I could just, it's the flimsy wooden chair, right? Mm-hmm. I could just stand up. And, and yeah, and walk away. <laughs> I could just stand up. <laughs> Why is this a problem? Because, <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to use it. He's worked out his legs really hard recently. He had a <laughs> leg day. So he's like, oh, I don't want to. Spike, I like Spike in this thing. This scene, though, he's like 100% on board with being restrained. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, make that tighter. I cannot yeah. hurt anyone. Um, and it, I just feel like you feel his, like, mm-hmm. how sincere he is in that yeah. moment. Principal Wood is disciplining some students. He's a disciplined daddy. <laughs> oh, did you just call Principal Wood daddy? The principal, I would. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he he's, is, he's the new Giles. <laughs> he is a very pretty man. Mm-hmm. Those eyelashes. It's all about yeah. the eyelashes with him. Oh, that's what my grandma would be so jealous of. She's <laughs> jealous of my eyelashes. <laughs> she like literally as as a like way too small of a child to say this to. It was like, oh, I just want to steal your eyelashes. <laughs> Nightmares. You're yeah. a little kid. Like, like that's that's what a witch says. Grandma, you secretly a witch. <laughs> Uh, he lets us know that your permanent record is a myth and employers mm-hmm. don't actually care. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I just applied to a job that was like, what was your GPA in college? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, graduate? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to find out that information. Yeah. Well, it's like, it should, at that point, it should be like, did I graduate? Right. I mean. Because unless your job is pretending to be in college. Yeah. Like, as long as you've got the necessary knowledge to graduate, I feel like, yeah, I'm out. Got the degree. So, but I like this. Then he's just like, look, either paint the wall or I'll have, you know, fuck detention or suspension or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll have you arrested for vandalism. Oh, sure. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll paint the, the wall. I feel like have them arrested anyways. These kids are shitheads. Yeah. And the way they're immediately like, okay. Yeah. They, they just like the, the lamest puds. They're like, mm-hmm. you're not cool. No. And that they're like, all right, fine, let's spend it. I'm like, just, you're shit. Just paint the fucking wall. Uh, Don reports to Principal Wood with uh, mm. Puffy's fictional illness. It's, it's extra gross because I feel like sh- she's really excited to tell him she's, all the gross details. She's just really into diarrhea, guys. I've got stuff coming out of both ends. Ooh. Uh, she is terrible at improv, or maybe great because she's yes anding everything. And you, you know, it's not like you've ever had improv where they have a bunch of poop jokes. Oh no, you never see that at improv. I mean, well, what's next? A dick joke? Never, <laughs> never. Uh, Buffy's having a hard time finding Giles. Mm-hmm. I mean, aren't we all? Oh, Giles, my heart. <laughs> uh, Quentin Travers not being helpful. Is he ever? Are you surprised? Honestly, yes. I'm. St- here's my thing. I'm. I know it's the last time you're going to hear this complaint from me. Because guess what happens at the end of this episode? Oh, what happens? <laughs> but last time you're going to hear this complaint from me. What is your purpose? <laughs> she yeah. is your whole job, mm-hmm. and you ignore her. Well, yeah. It, what are you doing? Like, especially because there can only be one. And from a resource management perspective. Why would not making the most out of having the one Slayer be the best option? What are you doing? Stop playing Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Like you, I'm, so Faith's in jail. Yeah. Fine. Focus your attention on this one. Mm-hmm. Also, like the Hellmouth, the first evil. This, mm-hmm. you know, it benefits you to stop this yeah. from happening. Well, I guess I mean you can make the argument that's what they're kind of like deciding to do at the end, just way too late. Why did it take this long? Because, you know, Harris was was busy. 
<laughs> is that the guy playing Quentin? Ah, uh, yeah, Harris Hewlin. Okay, great. Yeah, I love to hate him. Mm-hmm. Then you'd love Ghostbusters too. I do. I do love Ghost. I was immediately just yep. <laughs> thinking, of it. burn at, at the, the stake. stake. Uh, Spike is going through blood withdrawal. Mm-hmm. They, they've got this whole like, we should get him some blood. And Willow says, "Oh, do you want me to kill Anya?" And I just like the way the Buffy thinks about it. <laughs> no, Wing two birds. She's just kind of pissing them off. Anya's interesting in these couple of episodes because she's very much in the background yeah. and like muttering to herself. Mm. And it's it's interesting. No. Yeah. It feels where kind of at. like um that episode of community mm. where if you rewatch it, Abed's in oh, the background yeah. having his own adventure. I feel like if you only cut together Anya's scenes, mm-hmm. Anya's having her own thing going yeah. on here. Warren tries to get Andrew to kill a pig. And even that's too hard for him. Oh, uh, this is where Babe 2 is underrated. <laughs> I agree, Andrew! <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Babe 2 is bad. Babe 1... When did you see it? When it, when it came out. Watch it again. Okay. Watch it again, knowing it's the same director who did Mad Max Fury Road. Oh! Oh, that... What? And view what? it through that prism. Yeah, George Miller. He did, uh, he did all the... He's done all the Mad Maxes. Are we going to do a field trip to Babe 2? I think city? we might do a field trip to Babe 2 Big in the City, guys. Because it. it is, it is like, just for like the choreography alone of it, it is like master. Is there a dance number? No, like the, the I know, action. I brand. understand. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm giving you shit. Okay. <laughs> um, also, this pig is adorable. Oh, yeah. I mean, all little pigs are adorable. Mm-hmm. Babe is adorable. Yeah. Uh, do not kill that pig. <laughs> He's some pig. That'll do, babe. <laughs> Run, babe. Run. <laughs> Wait, that was Forrest Gump. Yeah, I know. I just, I switched it up. So instead, Andrew orders a shit ton of blood at the butcher's, plus a ton of meat to cover. He's going to have a barbecue. I love that the book butcher calls him Neo. A little <laughs> like, yeah, sure, Neo. <laughs> it's a pretty, I mean, at the time, it was a timely reference for, like, an old man to know yeah. pop culture. Hey. But I feel like Matrix was big enough. I, I could believe it. It doesn't yeah, sure. seem too crazy. Sure. Uh, so he runs right into Willow. How awkward. Also, the, what's so great about this is, like, he, I don't think he knows, well, he doesn't. He know, does not know that she's good mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So it, to him, it's just like, oh, it's that chick that killed my best friend and then also tried to kill me and yeah. made me leave the country. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> this is the last person I want to run to at the butchers. They have the, a great exchange here where he's just like, I'm not bad anymore. I'm good. And she's like, well, then why are you getting all this blood? And he's like, that's right. I'm bad. I'm evil. <laughs> and they just kind of exchange these like overwritten mm-hmm. speeches about how evil and yeah. I am the voice of death and blah, blah, blah. I'm a she witch. Which goes on for too long yeah. until she ends it with, okay, <laughs> which is just adorable. Although I did notice now, I just actually put down my notes. I'm a sea witch, which is not accurate. <laughs> she is not Ursula. <laughs> oh, Ursula. I, I, I'm thinking of like, how can I cut together Buffy and the Little Mermaid? Cause now I want to make that happen. <laughs> okay. So Willow drags Andrew back to the Summer's home and thus begins Anya and Xander's interrogation. Oh, this is adorable. It, they're trying so hard to be like intimidating mm-hmm. and bad. And like, Andrew's like, Easy with the coat. And so Anya's like, oh, yeah. And just like stomps on it. Ooh, not That's the coat. Play bad cop. <laughs> um, they, so they're just loving this. 
Buffy on the other side of the wall is feeding Spike animal blood. Oh, he's hungry. Oh, and just way less fun than what Anya and Xander are doing. Uh-huh. This is. Gross. I mean, if they're into it. Uh, um, when they check in with Buffy later, and you know they're trying to talk mm-hmm. like old cops, and yeah. Xander says he's primed. I'll be pumping him in no time. Ooh. What did Spike say about that? <laughs> it's the new love triangle of season seven. <laughs> Xander, Spike, and Andrew. What? Zandike. Z- no. Zandike. Mm. Zand. Mm. Spander. No. Sp- That's just the two. Yeah. Spandrew. That's just two still. And Spander. That's oh. too many. It's too many. Back to his senses, Spike still doesn't remember killing those people. And it makes sense that he didn't know that the chip wasn't working because he Mm -hmm. wasn't trying it out. He wasn't trying to hurt people. He just thought it was wonky due to the soul. Like, that's time goes weird when you have a soul. That Mm -hmm. must be what this is like. Can't remember. And says he now understands her self-loathing that led to their Mm -hmm. relationship. This conversation get kind of boring to you. I mean, it's it's well acted enough, but it's it's the same problem I have actually starting at like this point with, from what I can remember, the rest of the season. It's like individually, it, it wouldn't be bad scenes, but it's just like a lot of stuff we've heard before in kind of speechy form. That is the speechiness. Yeah. Like m- most people don't speak in monologues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This season always to me feels like if you could have said this in 10 words, mm-hmm. you use 30. Yeah. And like just kind of repetitive, saying mm-hmm. the same thing in a different way. And it yeah. sounds pretty, but when you actually break it down, like you didn't say shit. Yeah, it's it's uh, my my temptation is to say that maybe in the effort to kind of make it feel like a very big grand season, mm. especially dealing with the first, it eventually being the, the final season, that maybe they were they were trying a little too hard to to make it seem grand by pumping up the language. That in practice was more just putting in more filler and yeah. making it a little bloated. Feels a little soap opera y. Yeah. So Xander tries to scare Andrew into talking by telling him about Anya's vengeance demon exploits mm. and uses uh, a slow death as a metaphor for their relationship, which is, mm. this is a great monologue. Yeah. And, no, and, and this, I, I feel like for like background character stuff, the monologue yes. stuff works a lot better in this season. Yes. And it's it's interesting to get. We haven't checked in with Xander mm-hmm. really recently about his relationship with Anya, yeah. and it's we've seen him grow, and mm-hmm. that he's just like, "Yo, Anya, get over it." Yeah. But he's still in love with her, and he's still yeah. sad over it. And this is a touching moment. Mm-hmm. I feel Anya bursts in to beat him up, mm-hmm. and in the heat of the moment, she snaps Xander, and I just like her like mouthing the word like "sorry." Oh, they're so adorable together. They need to be. And then the immediately like when she's still facing Xander, even like. Come here, you little pipsqueak. <laughs> ah. uh, the shouting draws Buffy's attention, which gives the first a chance to trigger Spike. Mm-hmm. This is a great moment when she closes the door and you yep. see the first behind the door. Oh, like, oh fuck. When she comes back in, Spike's acting weird. A, a little, like, too suspicious, Spike. Yeah, it's like when you walk in a room and people were talking about you mm-hmm. and, like, the conversation just stopped and you're like, Fucking no, you were talking about uh, yeah, yeah, so the weather was outside. That's what we were talking about. You sure that's what you guys were talking about? Yeah, you agree, right? All of it? All the weather? Sure. Yep. We're, mm. we're, we're in agreement. Uh, so Spike breaks the chair. 
because he's got vampire strength, also <laughs> regular human strength. Yeah, and it's like a, a wooden chair that yeah you'd get at IKEA or or secondhand at like the Goodwill. And be like, yeah, this will this will do. That's fine. But this is cool. He grabs Andrew through the wall. He was a flawed RoboCop. Just it's through great. the drywall wall. This is awesome. Mm. Xander has so much work to do in this house. <laughs> Maybe Buffy just like combines the two rooms. Mm-hmm. He has like a huge master bedroom and Don has to live in the basement. Yeah, right. I can live with that. It could work. Buffy knocks Spike out. Um, I love the shot of her over, of the first over her shoulder. Like Spike looks up at her. And you see her in the first is in the background, mm. like shaking his head. Yeah. That's, that was a good shot. There's a lot of really interesting mm-hmm. shots in this episode. I like it, it made me curious as to like why this looks in terms of composition so different than like the normal Buffy episode. There's a lot of handheld shots mm. and there's a lot of shots without a score in the background. Yeah. And they're definitely going for something in, in at least this episode. And there's a couple throughout the season that I feel go for a kind of different tone and I, th- I think it works okay yeah i like i mean yeah. i thought it looked really great i just wanted i wondered mm-hmm. if there was a um i'm sure there was a purpose behind yeah. it i just wonder what it was so the gang puts it together there's a moment in the cellar that spike just there was some he mentioned a song and then sure. he changed same with upstairs he was singing to himself and then changed and they realized the song it's something about the song Xander has some convenient military knowledge. He says it was a trigger. He's a spy. I like the joke that they, like, he's got convenient Mm -hmm. military knowledge, but it's not from his, like, Mm -hmm. couple of hours in the army time. It's because he's just seen movies. Yeah. Which I feel like is my answer to most things. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, wait, I've seen a movie about this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure that movie was accurate. Um, (laughs) I do like that even on, like, Buffy websites, they don't catch this weird pop culture reference because it's at least 30 years older than anyone in the scene of trigger the horse i mean i know what that is but yeah it's a weird reference to make with this group yeah yeah although like the fact that like anya the old demon is the one to make the reference that i I think you could you'd argue makes a little more sense she would have been around for like you know when westerns were popular right and you would know yeah but it's it seems really weird to the point where i totally understand like in pop culture reference notes on like wikipedia and stuff they don't even list it oh interesting i always found it weird because like when you say the word trigger why would that come to mind why is it the first thing you think of (laughs) like a gun's trigger yeah would be before that and i know like this is before Trigger became a trigger word in conversation about uh-huh. about that right. that whole thing. But yeah, like everyone knows it's a part of a gun. That's would be much more the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought around. was weird. So basically Spike is brainwashed. The song makes him go crazy. Uh so Buffy says, Okay, so I need to know what's been haunting us. What is singing to Spike? What are these dead people that we've been seeing? Smash cut to Principal Wood. Uh-oh, he's evil, question mark? They really telegraph that he's evil. And I get mm-hmm. that they're doing that on purpose. Yeah. They, But it's like, needlessly. It's like, yeah. it is so telegraphed. It is so mm-hmm. in your face. Hey, this guy's bad. Yeah. And then the fact that he's not, it's like, y'all are just being dicks. Yeah, it's it's one thing to be like, oh, to to leave it ambiguous enough that when the audience watches it again, they're like, oh, I could see 
Bruce Willis never actually touched the check. Right. As opposed to like one of those movies where the twist is like, oh, now let's see how everything actually happened. Right. And they show a montage of like somebody like dressing up in two different outfits to have a scene with themselves. Like, but I didn't see that. Yeah. You, what you showed me tells me one thing. The language of cinema tells me one thing. They were clearly trying to tell me, and that was just a lie. Yeah, there's, there's a difference between like seeding something, like mm-hmm. like the fact that in these two episodes, Giles doesn't touch anything. Yeah. And you're like, maybe all of a sudden you're like, hey, it's weird that he's mm-hmm. always just standing in the middle of the room with his arms crossed. Yeah. That's weird. And like later on, you're like, oh, that's why he was standing in the middle mm-hmm. of the room with his arms crossed. But yeah, in this moment, it's just lying to me. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> you're just lying to me. So he finds Jonathan and the unearthed seal and has zero reaction. It looks like his thought is, oh, crap, that's going to be a lot of paperwork. Well, that's, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I understand you want to have a red herring and mm-hmm. red herrings are great. Yeah. I really love when I can't see something coming mm-hmm. or if I'm like, oh, this is definitely what's going on and I'm yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. That keeps the mystery of cinema alive. But he still has to act in character. So, like, even like a sagging of the shoulders because real principal wood is not evil and this is a dead kid yeah it's not like he doesn't care it's that maybe he like because he understands what's going on he's like this is something i might have expected but it's not like oh whatever it would be like oh no exactly it started face you just made yeah that it's Mm -hmm. exactly that it's i mean like yeah you don't want him acting surprised Mm -hmm. Because the whole point of all this is yeah. the fact that he knows there's extra, they're mm-hmm. not extraterrestrial. That's not right. <laughs> Paranormal stuff going on in Sunnydale. Buffy of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> but yeah, just disappointment, like dread over, mm-hmm. you know, it's begun something. Yeah. Spike uh, makes use of those bachelor shackles in the basement. Mm-hmm. He ordered the uh, dual set, saved on shipping and handling. Yep. Tells Buffy, you have to kill me. I love this scene. This is, I think, one of the most memorable scenes in season seven. Well, because in this one, too, it feels like there's new information. It's not just rehashing like, this is where my character is. This is where my character is. Yeah. He was in the last scene. scene. He was like, oh, be careful of me. This one, he's like, no, you have to kill me. You don't even know what I'm capable of, Mm -hmm. which means makes our imagination go wild because, yes, we've seen him murder two slayers and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But he brings up shit that you're like, uh, maybe you should kill him because he is. Yeah. Like somewhere deep inside. I'm like, yep. Vampires, bad dudes. Mm -hmm. They definitely kill you and drink your blood. It would make sense that they're rapists. And then when he yeah. talks about it, you're like, uh, yeah. um, this is awful and yeah. terrible. And I, I don't, uh, uh, mm-hmm. oh, it makes my skin yeah. crawl. It's like, do you want to know what I've done to girls Dawn's age? No, no, I don't. I really don't. I don't, but it works. It makes yeah. me terrified of him. And that's mm-hmm. what he wants. The fact yeah. that he is him trying to scare Buff, make mm-hmm. Buffy scared of him is something we've never seen. Well, not since season two. Well, yeah. Or three or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's also very different just because of the motivation is, is, it's very clearly he's trying to do the right thing, but the only way he can figure out how to do that is to like access the darkest parts of himself, which he's, you know, up to this point, the past, you know, however many months it's been, been trying to suppress as best as possible. Mm -hmm. And now he has to use that 
actors to do well, and it's Good. so much more interesting rather than having the self-pity moping mm-hmm. that we've yeah. had for oh, the, re- kill me. the fact that it's become an actionable yeah. response. Mm-hmm. I am actively trying to do something yeah. rather than wallowing. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see you wallow. Yeah. So um, Spike wants to know why you can't kill me. And he says, you need men who hurt you. I disagree. Yeah, I just, I don't like this part when mm. he's just like, it's, you know, the pain is white. Nope. No. I believe that he believes it. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And I like her response here mm-hmm. saying that, like, you're alive because I saw you change. Yeah. I believe in you. Yeah. That's the fucking slayer. Mm-hmm. And not, not to beat a dead horse. That's the thing that was really missing until we got to, like, uh, Wonder Woman in the DC universe of, like, there was no hope in that universe. Mm. There was no like just being a decent person until like Wonder Woman just had like a couple of scenes where it was just about like doing the right thing. Yep. And as like corny as that can sometimes get, you can definitely go over the line. It's important to remember that heroes should be doing the right thing because it's the right thing. Yes. They can also be dark and you can have some heroes that maybe don't do that. But in general, like, heroes do the right thing. That's why they're heroes. Exactly. That's the difference between a hero and a really strong person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing that makes us inspired by them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to step on my little soapbox. I think right now we need more stories about people doing the right thing just yeah. to do the right thing. Not to, like... Do the right thing because it happens to be the thing that also makes them a badass. Or makes them money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, and I, I also like this because it answers the question of why did, why was it okay to have this plan to kill Anya and not mm. Spike? Because they had not seen the part of Anya that we had seen yeah. that being a vengeance demon was killing her on the inside, that she had mm-hmm. all this remorse. She was yeah. pretending like it was everything she wanted. Mm-hmm. So why should Buffy believe in her and her capacity for change? So then the power is cut and we have hooded attackers and Xander just replaced that window. Oh no, the little roly poly guy. Dawn fucking throwing down. (laughs) She takes on that bringer elbow to the face. Yeah. Good for her. Buffy's been teaching some good lessons. Flips him into the fucking wall. I think she just hates that house. She does hate that. She gets grounded a lot. She really hates it in there. Any excuse to wreck the house, like, yeah, we're going to throw this guy into the wall. I fucking love Dawn in this scene. I was waiting for her to, like, kill one just so I could be like, slay of the week. She does not. He eventually knocks her out. Uh, Somewhere in here, they cut to wood burying Jonathan, which is a weird cut. Yeah. And again, it's intercut with the bad guy. So it makes me think, like, definitely evil. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was to make it get to episode length, but they seem to take a long time with all the oh my God, they're so slow. wood scenes of, and that would be one thing if it was all one sequence and it felt kind of like creepy sure, and unnerving. Yeah, and yeah. We just like cut back to here's 30 seconds of wood slowly shoveling dirt, which I'm, I don't go back and watch that scene. I don't know if you yeah. noticed. I'm sure they did this for continuity sake mm-hmm. and like, We've done film, you know, that resetting shit takes forever. So I'm sure they were telling him, like, kind of pretend to shovel, but don't really shovel because then we have to unbury Jonathan again. Mm -hmm. So, like, when he puts the shovel in, it's like a spoonful of dirt. Mm -hmm. And then 
I mean, butch up and get, <laughs> get a big ass shovel of dirt. Mm-hmm. But like, I was just laughing because it's yeah. so obvious that yeah. they're like, I mean, don't really shovel mm-hmm. a lot of dirt onto this. It's going to push the, the food around on the plate. That, that. Um, and then, yeah, you intercut this with action and it feels even slower. Mm-hmm. So the bringers run upstairs. They're trying to kill Andrew, I guess. Um, I'm like, the Buffy uses Andrew's body as like a battering ram. Yeah. She hits the bringers with Andrew. <laughs> But it always was kind of a tool. <laughs> he deserves this. He's done some shit. Speaking of tools, I really feel like, and maybe they were just worried they had already done too much uh, recently with this, that somewhere in here there should have been a a tool joke for Xander. Because there's tools everywhere from him redoing yes. stuff. He's fighting the bringers. There should have been something. At some point they talk about... Willow says she wants to get out of the house because Xander mm. keeps like explaining proper tool yeah. cares. I mean, a proper tool care joke would be perfect. Puns, yeah. puns galore. Mm-hmm. I could just start. Yeah. Like he's fighting a bringer and their weapon like breaks and he's like, that's why you take care of your tools. Okay. Well, that's not, I was going with the penis joke, but yeah, sure. <laughs> so the bringer <laughs> takes out his penis. <laughs> that's sexual assault, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, because these guys were great otherwise. <laughs> okay, so when Buffy is distracted with Andrew, they release Spike from his shackles in the basement. Uh, Buffy recognizes these guys. These are the Harbingers, the Bringers. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with the first evil. Yeah, we finally have a named villain. <laughs> we got it. We have a big bad guess. I don't remember if it took me to this point mm-hmm. to figure that out. i mean like i know it's it's not that i hadn't thought mm-hmm. of this back when i saw this for the first time because i was on buffy message boards people were sure. saying it's the first i think i just didn't want it to be yeah it's kind of like and this is legitimate spoilers because some people might not have watched this so uh, you know skip ahead like a minute or so um have you seen westworld oh chris and i are in the middle of it okay i won't spoil it then uh so i guess uh, unskip but there is a theory that was going around that I just didn't want to be true, and it was, and it really bummed me out. Oh, we can yeah. talk about it when, when you guys are finished. Well, and I, I, I can't feel like I'm alone in that because mm-hmm. to this, at least at the point that we're recording this, Amends is still our least downloaded episode. Yeah. And I asked our Facebook uh, followers at one <laughs> point, like, hey, guys, why aren't you listening to this? Ep- like, what did we do? Is it not mm-hmm. downloading? They're like, and everyone was just like, no, it's Amends. Yeah. I'm like, mm, all right, fine, fair. We all know what's going on there. We should have like a bonus feature to that You're that right. particular episode. Just yeah, guys, go back and download Amends. There's a special. There's a prize code for all sorts of cool <laughs> things you'll probably get. More '90s stock footage of England. That's what you're gonna get yeah. <laughs> with the prize code. Yep. '90s stock footage. Uh. The council is under attack. Uh, headquarters was raided. Other mm. locations are reporting casualties. They're very stiff upper lip about it. Uh, this is the only scene I've ever really liked Travers. Travers mm-hmm. is great in this scene. Yeah. He comforts the other watchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and he, he quotes classic literature. He says, mm-hmm. we are still maft- masters of our fate. We are still captains of our souls. Mm-hmm. And then he has a, a speech that I actually like where he's yeah. like, we're going to actually do something now. Mm-hmm. We're going to strike back. I have a plan. We're going to Sunnydale. We're going to help the Slayer. And you're like, oh, yeah. this could make for an interesting seventh season. Mm-hmm. If for the first time, the council is actually there and yeah. helping. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Kaboom. 
No. Nope. Bye, Quentin. But, uh, see, see you later. We'll see you at the memorial at the end of the season. <laughs> I actually, I really kind of wish that they had. That would have made things different and interesting. Yeah. I mean, too many, maybe, probably too many people. You got potentials and the uh, mm-hmm. the council. Yeah, I, I'm always of. There's so many ways they could have gone with so many things in here. So it's it's definitely one of those seasons that I feel like there's the the multi branching pathways of possibilities for this season is so infinite. I don't know what the perfect one would have been, mm. but I don't, I think for me, I like the idea of just as the council is going to be uh, helpful, they all get destroyed. Mm-hmm. What I think is missing, and it's probably just a factor of like how TV is structured at the time. I wanted there to be a buildup for like a couple of episodes of the council looking into this more. And I know you have like, you know, Giles friend at the one random, his house, but that's not like clearly the council is doing something. There should have been like a little, you know, little scenes here and there about like the council looking into things. And maybe you get like a little more of a hint of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some like pre-credit, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, cold open stuff. That's kind of interesting little vignettes with that or at the end of an episode or something to make it feel like, Oh, the 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 watches are going to be a big part of this season. Yeah, because like that seems like something that would logically happen at some point is like the watchers take on a really active role in a season, mm-hmm. and then to just as you think it's about to really come into play, then they die. Yeah, that I think would be a lot more effective and do more. What I think they're trying to do is basically show this is how serious it is because you know the watchers all blew up, but when you kind of just introduce them back into the fold in an episode and then have have them die off, it's it's not as powerful. And I get that they're trying to surprise us. The mm-hmm. other thing is that I, the idea of like a bomb blowing up the council yeah. it just feels like it's from a different show. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't Jason Bourne. This is Buffy. Yeah. And th- they could maybe do something with, you know, a, a villain that doesn't follow the rules kind of thing where it's like, you know, they use human weapons and like to make a a point out of somebody who doesn't fight with like swords and magic mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like eh, sometimes this guy just makes a bomb uh so bleeding spike is tied up over the seal so what you're saying is bloody william the bloody is getting his bloody blood drained you're so proud of that you just oh i am i am <laughs> Jibbity. are we sure because i'm not sure that's blood uh, he's getting his raspberry James, his preserves. Uh, CGI blood. This Ooh. is, this might be this, this sequence of the, the blood that no way looks like it's coming out of Spike. It appears near his chest and then drops. Yep. Uh, does not look like blood, fills the seal, and then the seal folds up. Do, 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 do. And Level drops two. down. <laughs> yeah. This might be the worst CGI of the season. I think Ooh, I, I think feel like at the end of the season, we need to give worst CGI award. And I'm going to give it to the seal. Well, and and especially like I can forgive in the finale and stuff when they're doing like crazy huge stuff and it doesn't like necessarily work all that well. Yeah. Because just like it's beyond their capacity. Sure. How could you not do this? Uh, I mean, also, couldn't you have figured out a way to do this practically? 
Yeah, or at least like enough of it so that when like a kind of like uh, CGI takes over, it's not that crazy. Like uh, Batman's a good example of like the shielding the car. Yeah, this the the actual shields going up on Batman's car and uh, like uh, Batman and Batman Returns. You know, it's kind of animation or CGI, but then once it shields, it's a practical car, right? And it feels like this. It's like. Oh, it's just going to be CG for as long as it's transforming. And then eventually it'll, it'll kind of be a background prop. Yeah. Like you can do part of it, have like. Stop motion. Yeah. Make a miniature. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you could have done. You, yeah. Star Wars was, came out when, and I understand they've upgraded, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but the original effects were not that bad. And even. Even if you like just got a little bit more humble with your capabilities of like just have it be the seal and maybe have some like energy and have it be like a portal because you know you can do that on the cheap and it looks or decent. even like you could in a miniature if you have this like thing mm. have it drop down and yeah. slide out. Yeah. Fine. Even that would be better. Or just drop down. Yeah. Have it just drop down until we can't see it anymore. Yeah. You need to fold up yeah, origami style. Yeah, and like that's kind of thing where they should have seen like rough versions of it, or maybe even a final and been like, "Eh, let's not do that again." Yeah, guys, we got everything. No. Uh, So inside, out of the seal comes the Uber Vamp, which Mm kind of looks like an orc. Yeah, and his pose every time. I every time I just can't help but thinking, "Start spreading the news." Yes, yes. Either that or I just think, "Mama, (laughs) mama." He is this. How tall is this? Looks like a tiny person. They needed a big ass actor for this role. I I don't mind that, but it's just like the kind of thing of like don't don't show your monster right away. It's just like here's this design. It's I don't mind the design. I, I even don't don't mind that he's a little short. It's just like that's not that impressive to just see. Full yeah, on. I I mean I if I'm if my memory serves, I think this is the same actor who played Narl. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I like, and he did a great job as Narl. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this more in the next episode. I want this guy huge, I, uh, six feet at least. I f- I feel like I would be fine with the design as is if they kept him more of like, like very like lithe and fast in a, in a way that like okay. you didn't necessarily see him that clearly all the time, and he was just like so good at 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 fighting um, that. And then his power would would seem even more impressive. But yeah, just having a you know creepy looking design. Sure. But just seeing that full out and having him not die isn't that effective. Right. Well, and we will get into this in the next episode. Oh, yeah. uh, so what do you think about this one? As an individual episode, I think it's fine. But it's like this is the point where mm-hmm. season seven starts to turn for me. Yeah. And it's like this the start of those tropes of the season yeah that i kind of dread every time i watch season seven mm-hmm. of okay well like andrew's in the house more people are coming oh the potentials are going to be coming and everything's going to go down the monologue track mm. and here's the first uber vamp and it's just it's hard for me to separate that from the episode itself which i think is mm-hmm. pretty solid I, I think there, as a whole, it's got some problems. There are definitely individual moments I like. The big fight with the Harbingers. That's a great fight. That was exciting. Yeah. No, um, that's what well done. We finally identified the first and we can move on. The stuff with Andrew and Warren mm-hmm. and John, that stuff was great. No, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, there's just things that really bring me down. Some mm-hmm. of the interrogation stuff gets 
slow. And that's because mm. Buffy's energy is so low yeah. in this episode that I'm sorry. Every time she's on screen, I'm like, wake up. And I get she's tired. She's stressed out. She hasn't slept. And it probably was a character choice. But it just drags every scene to a halt. Yeah, there's there's certain points where I feel like they're trying to show like gravity, you know, gravitas and mm-hmm. uh the the kind of the burden of all these choices that just reads as low energy. Yes. Which is like, no, you don't need that we we trust that Buffy knows the stakes, pun intended, mm-hmm. of everything and she gets it. You don't need to have her show that all the time because that's not like what the show is about. Right. The show is about still being like fun, interesting, alive people while dealing with the forces of darkness. Yeah. And it starts to get away from it at points. Okay. Uh, we need to take a break mm-hmm. and hear from our sponsor. New from the makers of the original Bachelor Shackles, the oppressive male shackles, party shackles and the patented slayer shackles comes brand new bachelor bonds billy mays here has this ever happened to you you get possessed by an omnipresent non-corporeal manifestation of evil all you want to do is relax and not grow the ever-expanding ranks of its terrifying legions by siring innocent line patrons but the celtic folk tune just won't get out of your head Buy new Bachelor Bonds, the bonds that bind. Woven from our signature blend of Thrag Tusk fur, Harpy Hair, Manticore Mane, and Polyester, these multi-purpose rope segments are stronger than any other tangible non-metallic restraint available. Not only are they strong enough to hold down even the mightiest of trolls, but they offer superior comfort. Our specially enchanted weave leaves your limbs undamaged as you struggle to break free, driven by the will of a malevolent force beyond comprehension. No need to worry about annoying rope burns, unsightly manacle lacerations, or chain chaff. You won't see a mark from our brand new bachelor bonds or your money back. And don't worry if you or parts of you aren't a Boy Scout because our bonds are designed for ease of use and they come with a free quick reference not guide. Buy brand new Bachelor Bonds. The bonds that bind. Bachelor Bonds are available for $25.99 plus shipping and handling. These ties also come with a limited 10-year warranty. And if you don't like your bonds, send them back in 30 days free. Just pay shipping and handling. Buy brand new Bachelor Bonds. Warning not to be used in conjunction with bringers, flimsy wooden chairs, or geeky sidekicks. It's time to put Never Leave Me back on the shelf and open the books on Bring On the Night. It's like the mummy hand. I'm doomed to replace these windows. (laughs) I like that they talk about it. And at this point, they're just going to board him up. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. So they're researching the first. Andrew's unconscious. Buffy sees Joyce. So, again, I haven't rewatched season seven in a while. And pardon me, it's I'm very confused by these visions because mm-hmm. we have not heard from anyone else that the first can appear to you in dreams. Yeah. And in here, it does kind of seem like mom's trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like anytime I'm stressed out or I'm upset and I call my mom, my mom's response is always, are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating right? 
I don't want you getting sick because when I get stressed out, what always happens? I get sick. So the fact that Joyce is telling her, I don't want to upset you, but you need to get some rest. Something's coming. You're like, oh, that's this is good advice. Yeah. But later on, it's going to become like a bitchy message. And mm-hmm. like, I'm, so I, I, at the end of this episode, I landed that I do think this is the first. Yeah. But it's weird. Yeah, it's weird because the only time it's done it in dreams, and it's not, it never is revealed to be the first in any sort of meaningful way. And it's also, if I'm not mistaken, the last time we see Christine Sutherland. In this episode? See, I think so. Okay. Yeah. And and definitely like at the end, it's getting it's no longer helping her. Yeah. But it feels like it needs to get to this breaking point where you're like, Oh, this shit is evil. That's Mm -hmm. definitely not mom. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it just seems like what what was any of this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I still like going back to conversation with dead people. I I think I like this season better if Joyce is actually trying to help and she's appearing yeah. it's a supernatural fucking show i could have yep. a ghost if i want a ghost yeah and i like the idea of ghost mom uh, better than we're definitely not getting a sequel of ghost dad no thank you <laughs> i'm good with that <laughs> so the uber vamp is beating on spike with drew egging him on but can we talk about the rules of ghost dad for a sec <laughs> no because i've never seen it the rules if i remember correctly <laughs> you're really doing this okay he, he's a ghost that can't be in like direct light uh, that sounds familiar yeah. and he's like I, I think he's like trying to like spend time with his family and also do something at work but he can't go into the light because he's a ghost and apparently that's how ghosts work i feel like you just can't see him and that's why you only see ghosts at night because you just he's there you yeah. just can't it's too bright you can't i guess they're going for that but it just seems like this is not established ghost lore. It's a <laughs> real big hurdle to jump through. And what are you even doing with it? You sound like me in any vampire movies that don't, don't follow Buffy rules. Yeah, follow ghost rules, guys. <laughs> what do you mean garlic doesn't work? Garlic works? Fuck off. <laughs> garlic works on ghosts. <laughs> Just crossing the streams. That's where you've never seen a ghost in an Italian pizza place. Obviously. It's the safest job in the world. <laughs> From ghosts. <laughs> From ghosts. They do have those really sharp pizza cutters. Hey, guys, we're talking Buffy. Yep. <laughs> Wait, is that going to be the new title of the show? We're talking Buffy. <laughs> Change it right before the end of season seven. <laughs> a good podcast name. This is very blunt advertising. Hey, guys, episode. Uh, so Andrew wakes up and leads them to the seal. Mm-hmm. I feel like Anya is a bad influence on Dawn. Mm. Like, she's trying to convince Dawn, like, splash some hot water on his face. <laughs> I feel like maybe keep Anya away from impressionable youths. Yeah. After they cover the seal back up, they run into Principal Wood in the basement. And everyone in the scene is holding a shovel. <laughs> He's yep. got a shovel. She's got a shovel. They've all got shovels. Shovel party. And this is actually a good lie. We're burying the time capsule. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that I, it's weird, but not a lot of good ways to explain having a shovel. Nope. And that's a thing that stupid, I mean, that cool, uh, kids no. do. Um, <laughs> Landon came up at a job recently. I don't know how the conversation started, but I think it's uh, just a truism. Um, one of the most suspicious things you can do is buy a hammer at 3 a.m. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's definitely true. Because you're not doing regular job stuff at 3 a.m. with a hammer. I feel like if you work at a 24 hours Walmart or Myers or whatever your like mm-hmm. cheap department store is, you would see some shady ass purchases at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like if you're buying like a shit ton of Jack oh, Daniels and Twinkies, fine. If you're in the hardware section at 3 a.m., what mm. happens? I always feel like in this scene when she says, kids today like Red Bull and jackass. Mm-hmm. It always seems funnier to me because she kind of points at him when she says jackass. <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional because yeah. no one kind of, no one really acknowledges it, but mm-hmm. I just, I like that. Yeah. Willow's attempt to locate the first results in him possessing her. <gasps> oh no. Big scary mon- monster shooting out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Does this monster remind you at all of the Rancor? Yeah, with the arms. Yeah. Yeah, I it can just, see that. It's, it's, She's just tapping into Return of the Jedi, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, does that mean when the first dies, there's going to be like a sat fat shirt in the sky? We're like, oh, first. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's just going to have a force ghost. That's all. Oh. On her way to find the first, Buffy opens the door to find Giles! Yay! Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and just as she runs to hug him, three teenage girls rush in. His harem. Story of my life. <laughs> okay. So we've got Kennedy. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a lot about Kennedy. We've got Annabelle, the British one, mm-hmm. major suck up. Yep. Drives me crazy. And Molly, the Australian one, who I just love. Mm. I just love her. So Kennedy immediately rubs us the wrong way. We're going, oh, this is a slayer, huh? Hmm. Uh, excuse me. You're uh, guest in this house. What are you doing? What have you done, Kennedy? You're going to want me to like her later this season, right? Yeah, that's the thing is, I understand the hate for Kennedy from how she comes off of this episode. I feel like later on they do a better job with her character, so I don't necessarily agree with it. Maybe maybe in a rewatch I'll, I'll disagree. Mm. But I can kind of see if, like, you really get your, your mindset on, like, what Kennedy is like from how she acts in this episode. It's just first impressions are lasting. It is yeah. harder to – now that's mm-hmm. – I mean, Spike was the bad guy, and I love Spike. Like – you can change my mind about a person, yeah. but you're going to have a harder time yeah. if you start him out as a dickhead. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take longer. Yeah. So these are the potential slayers. And this is what Buffy's visions were all about. She's watching the bringers attack potential slayers. So Giles does not touch anything. He does lean against something, but you can argue that he doesn't actually like yeah. interact with it. You could just look like he's mm-hmm. leaning against something. Yeah, and that's the thing of people's like, well, they can't touch anything then how are they on the ground because otherwise they just, couldn't have it how do they look like warren he can appear as shit yeah. he can appear wherever he wants between the floor and mm-hmm. the ceiling and he chooses the yeah. floor that's dumb uh, i'm sorry i'm mad now that's dumb yeah. I, what i was thinking would have been really cool watching this is i'm watching giles mm-hmm. you know again stand in the middle of the room with his arms crossed it's a weird it's a weird thing to do it would be really cool if they were able to actually use their CGI to take away the first shadow so that mm. you know if somebody's the first because they why would he have a shadow if he's not real? I mean, I, I would assume it was like the illusion is good enough to give sure. him a shadow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But I feel like that would have been a cool detail mm. that like maybe I would not have noticed if something didn't have a shadow. Yeah. But it, I, I feel like it's something like you would like watch Andrew interact with the first Warren mm. and be like, there's just something weird here. Besides the fact that he's dead, there's just something weird here. <laughs> so the first wants to wipe out the Slayer line by wiping out all the potential Slayers and then finally 
Faith, and Buffy. Oh, no. Without any potential slayers left, if you kill the slayer, that's it. Yeah. And then they kill the council because then they can't make any more slayers. That's mm-hmm. done. The Hellmoth is unprotected. The first can take over. Uh, Giles, by the way, is the one who ransacked the council. Mm-hmm. Not the first. He just saw this coming and was like, I want your library. Yeah. He'll never be able to return those books to the library. <laughs> so many fees. Now he is the library. I am the library. Buffy says, we need more help. That's why we need to find Spike. Hey, where is he? Oh, he's drowning. But wait. Vampires don't breathe. Why is he drowning? I think that's more of like a waterboarding thing where it's not about like actually drowning. It's the sensation of it would still be horrifying. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Because like you, you don't see like a lot of times of, well, you don't ever see it in the Buffyverse of a vampire just walking underwater. Fair. And when I'm trying to think when Angel is trapped underwater, he's still in a coffin, right? It's yeah. not filled with water. There's just no I air. I mean, I'm sure water gets in. Yeah. But like, yeah. Okay. So Andrew's requirements for a good leader, shining hair, and doesn't make you stab things. Mm-hmm. She seems like a good leader. Her I hair make is a shiny. Fabulous leader, you guys. I will not make you stab things. Choke them out, sure, but stab them now. Um so Kennedy move in fast. Fasty, fast, fast. Well, they all moved in. Because <laughs> he takes a drink of water. He's so proud. <laughs> He's so proud. Uh, <laughs> no, she's she's making sleeping arrangements. And Amy is just like, so I'll be in your bed. Don't hog the covers. You're like, uh. Hello. You just met that person. And like, I mean, you can sometimes get a vibe, but like. You don't, you don't know, her. you don't even know, like, who, like, this, what. This is less interaction than a dating app, This than meeting somebody drunkenly at a bar. Usually you at least say two words to them mm-hmm. other than, don't hog the covers. No. Like, what? I'm guessing Giles told you she was single and she's like, okay, I guess I'm moving in. Like, how do you, you don't know her. Wow. Wow. Giles and Buffy check out the last known location of the first, which is that Christmas Christmas tree lot mm. from Amends. If you don't remember that, go back and listen to our episode of Amends that you haven't downloaded. There's so many treasures there, guys. <laughs> it's the origin of your favorite inside joke. <laughs> Buffy falls into the cave. This is the kind of convenience that bugs me. Wouldn't somebody else have fallen in there by now? Right. It's a Christmas tree lot. Yeah. They're right by all the Christmas trees. Somebody would have walked there. Well, and like all the Christmas trees are gone and it is currently Christmas time in the episode. So you assume that like there have recently been a lot of people to buy all the Christmas trees that are gone. And it's not like they were doing anything like physically like stressful to the jumping up and down. It was a small woman walking over it caused it completely break. A very tiny woman. She is a she is teeny, teeny tiny. Yeah. I mean, are you if saying a feather fell on that wood, it would have collapsed? Maybe they're 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 propositioning that when you become the Slayer, you get really dense. <laughs> Even if you're tiny, you still weigh like 500 pounds. <laughs> so she immediately runs into the Uber Vamp, which is a good jump scare. Like she turns around, and he's there. Yeah. This is, fight has great choreography, and I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff with the Uber Vamp has some pretty impressive choreography. We get some yeah. jumps and some kicks that you don't normally see with just. Mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill vamps and i kind of would have liked the last episode to not show the uber vamp or just like 
show it in set shadow and this be the first time we actually if see you, it. I mean, if the seal opens up and you just see his hand come yeah, out of it. It's a, that's a great hand to come out of a seal. Yeah, that's just gnarly as shit. And so like this, she stakes him and the stake doesn't work, which is very scary. Yeah. Uh, here's my thing. So the Uber vamp is supposed to be the Neanderthal version of a vampire, mm-hmm. right? Like he is just, he's basically a huge, an animal. Yeah. Like he, he has no humanity in him. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I would be more intimidated by this thing. Again, if it were bigger than Buffy, who is short. And I just, if he's a Neanderthal, I feel like I need him to be a brawler. I need mm. when he fights to just, to not have no choreography or skill or moves. It is just an evil package of muscle coming at you. Yeah, it's it's a primal yes. fighting, not primal yeah. is a perfect mm-hmm. word. That is wonderful. And yeah. th- so it's weird to me like while I enjoy the choreography and they do a good job, mm-hmm. it is weird to watch the Uber Vamp do martial arts moves. Yeah, it it should be like it's 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 so instinctual in its fighting that you can do all the fancy stuff you want and it's still going to get at you. Yeah, it's just it, claws and and teeth yeah. and it's just it is it is mm-hmm. relentless. Yeah. It's it's the difference between like comic book Wolverine and the first X-Men movie Wolverine where it's like why are you doing fancy flips and shit? You're Wolverine. Right, exactly. And I feel like this also makes this fight and the one later and eventually when they kill the Uber mm-hmm. vamp more of more meaningful if it's brain versus bond brawn yeah. if buffy needs to outsmart this thing that because she can't mm-hmm. overpower it she can't no. outfight it no so it has to be about buffy who like throughout the show mm-hmm. she has ne- shown that like it's because she's smart that she's still alive yeah. that she needs to rely on that instead of her super strength that i feel like would make this more meaningful mm-hmm. um would make this thing scarier. Yeah. I understand that Uber Vamp's not the big bad of the season, mm-hmm. but when you look at the arching lessons of a season, like that would be a great one for this is yeah. the idea of like, what makes a hero, what makes a slayer and have it be about the brains and mm-hmm. not because I'm a good fighter. Or even, even getting like more specific of, of, using its own primal nature against it in some way yeah like but yeah it's this just thing like, just rubs me there i just i don't mm. like the uber vamp like it's i like mm. the idea of it yeah but in execution it looks tiny mm. and i it's okay so it's a it's a stronger vampire a stronger vampire that you can only kill in one way yeah well i guess two with uh, sunlight, sunlight or beheading it yeah. there's just a, a stronger vampire that you can't stake yeah okay I want to. I want to go a little further with it. Yeah. So she bonks him on a head with a stalactite, which is mm-hmm. fucking goofy. Yeah. And she's able to climb out. She's saved by the sun. Uh, it's weird that Giles wasn't didn't stay by the hole, mm-hmm. right? The fact that he yeah. left and can, and when she comes out, he I guess comes he was back. looking for a rope. Maybe sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or he wasn't because he's the first. That like it's yeah it's. And he's in front of the shittiest green screen. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Giles, with the knowledge, this is the Torakon. 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 Chuckakon? Yep. Okay, great. No, I, I get references. Yay. I know all the references. Yeah, you probably looked it up on search people places things. 
so he says the Turrican is a vampire version of a Neanderthal. Buffy goes to her day job to Google the no, first she's evil. Search people, place things. Is that? Oh, does it say on the? Fi- yes, that's, oh, that's the name of the website. Is search people, places things. <laughs> you guys, something better, better than that. Google. Pick a letter that looks like G. Honestly, Google. just search would Fine. be better. Fine. Not this weird, like, search people, places, things. No. Uh, uh, movies, don't even don't even try. Stop, don't do it. Don't show phone numbers. Don't have fake Google. <laughs> uh, so Principal Wood reads over her shoulder, which is just rude. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're my boss. Don't read yeah. over my shoulder. That's not cool. Uh, the first tells Spike to choose a side. Do you ever wonder if the first has a favorite person that he likes to appear as? Like, are some more mm. fun than others? Is appearing you, as I feel like you have to. You have to have a favorite. And I can't decide whether or not Drew would be fun, because she's mm-hmm. crazy, yeah. or annoying as fuck, because she's crazy. I feel like it would be fun, but like you could get sick of it if you did it for too long. Agreed. I feel so It'd be like a rich dessert. I feel like if the first does have a favorite, mm-hmm. it's Buffy. Yeah. I think he just likes the irony of it. He's like, do you get it? I'm like, yeah, we get it the okay, first. Fine, we got it. I went to Princeton. What? what? Okay. <laughs> fine, the first one. That's cool, but like nobody cares. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. The first. Come on, man. <laughs> he was valedictorian because he's the Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what chair he had in band? He didn't have any because he's not corporeal. That's fair. <laughs> he was the conductor. <laughs> That's like the pirates element joke. Buffy checks out her hurt arm where the mm-hmm. Uber vamp fucked it up and mom appears to her and and tells her evil is all of, in all of us and we can't stop that. And this is when you start going like, mm, I don't think that's Joyce. <laughs> it's not very encouraging. I'm happy being dead. <laughs> I made this new friend, this little guy, Jonathan. <laughs> We're having anemic. a great time. <laughs> uh, Buffy fails at counseling in a white shirt. Oh. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> creepy fucking principal staring through the. See, here's this other. Sh- this is a weird fucking shot. You're just telegraphing me like he's creepy and evil. Like <laughs> just sitting there in a dark room <laughs> looking through the blinds. At this point, I'm just going. I'm not even thinking he's evil. I think he's just a stalker. Yeah. And like the way in the other scene where he's like, I like mysteries. Finding out who did it. It's just like, thank you, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> But like one of the evil McConaughey yeah. roles. <laughs> right. Where he's all bad, all bad, all bad. <laughs> uh so Xander makes a uh a signs joke about locking oh, yeah. locking the the Uber vamp in a pantry. Season seven, occasionally like one of the references will be like, Oh god, I'm old. Because like <laughs> it's like, Oh, that's such a current reference. Like, no, it's not. No. 
you're just old. <laughs> I did not understand the reference. He was like, we'll just lock him in the pantry and then mm-hmm. game set match. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And then when he says, you mean M. Night Shyamalan lied to us? I'm like, oh, I think this is signs. <laughs> I have the same response. I think every time I watched it of like, oh, that's funny because that'll be like a reference to signs when that comes out in a few years from when, nope, it's a reference to a current movie at the time. Oh, God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew pledges to be good. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Andrew. He has no real allegiance. Yeah. He just follows. He just around. He just, he's like, Andrew is a baby duck. He is just going to follow who's ever near him. Mm-hmm. And if that happens to be the first evil, then okay, I'm evil. Mm-hmm. I'm with you now. No. If Buffy's nearby, it's and I'm like, oh, shiny here. I'm going to follow mm-hmm. you now. Yeah. Which kind of like puts me on an end with Andrew of like, what does he really believe in? And how does he really feel? Because, and can you ever really trust him? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's what like makes him kind of an interesting character in this season of, cause he has a lot more of an arc than a lot of characters of like, actually like in, and when we get to the storytelling episode, I, I, there's some things I really like about that of, of actually like coming to terms with who he is and the fact that his actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, that's interesting. Cause it, it, does feel like out of a sense of fear and uncertainty certainly he's not comfortable in his own shell that he does try to latch on to whatever's nearest and i do i do find that kind of interesting it's definitely like it makes him not as good a person as most of the other scoobies but i i I do find it interesting annabelle runs right before sunset in the dumbest move ever, this season's award for dumbest move goes to Annabelle. They are all sitting around, dreading the sun going down, and right before it goes down, I'm going to leave the safety of the Slayer's protection. And, and just run, run around. Run around in alleys and back and... They should have told her. What? First rule of the Hellmouth. <laughs> Don't go in the murder alley. Nope. And just right away runs into the Torcon who snaps her neck. Mm-hmm. Yes. What did you think was going to happen, dum-dum? Yeah. So here's a question that I don't think we have an answer to, but it's interesting. Can a Turrican turn a human into a vampire? They'd have to be able to, because how would they otherwise? Breed. Yeah. Unless they, they're like so different as vampires that they like, they're like, fuck. <laughs> but then like, okay, so would that human become a Turrican or a normal vampire? That's or something in between. Mm, probably. Yeah. A half breed. Uh, so Buffy, follows annabelle and didn't bring a weapon why is everyone being dumb i don't know and then they're talking earlier about like yes we should arm all these uh, these untrained teenagers that's not that's not a i mean even handing one of them a baseball bat is better than nothing and like you don't have to give him a crossbow you can give you give him a cross give him a cross and some holy water no that yeah like defensive but like the way they're they're saying is like oh everybody grab a sword is how it it seems to be like, no, guys, this, you're just going to cause people to cut each other. But that even accident. drives home. So you, you armed these teenagers and you didn't grab one for yourself. Mm-hmm. You, it, I don't yeah. care if you've got a stake in that jacket. You know, that's not working. Are you hoping like double stake? Maybe he's got the heart gut. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's what happened. Yeah. He had heart gut. Mm. More dumbness. He grabs her and she spits blood into his mouth. Which makes him let go. Uh, you were you're just going to increase his bloodlust. Yeah, 
And why does he react like he's like, ah, blood? <laughs> You're a vampire. It'd be like if, if say, like you or I were attacking somebody. Yeah. And somebody was like, here, have some delicious cake. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> Not a cake. Oh. <laughs> Instead of be like, yum, also a sugar high. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy limps into a construction site. Mm-hmm. And drops a pallet of pipes on it. No, it's this all feels very like Terminator esque. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then it, the masonry falls on Buffy. I kind of checked out at this point. Masonry yeah. falls on Buffy. Mm-hmm. She Buncher. passes out. But I was like, oh, is this the big? Cli- oh no, no, she has a fight here before the big climactic. She one, needs so. like three more speeches before that Thunderdome spe- Thunderdome speech yeah. that ends with him dying. But yeah, I had the same thing. Like this looks like the place where she kills. Nope, no. Nope. Oh, that's right, because they come back to it. Yeah. yeah uh so spike still being tortured we find out that his strength to resist the first is because buffy says she believes in him Mm. it's a good moment buffy is awake but hurt and listening to the others talk about her this i feel like is you know as opposed to like low energy buffy kind of sucks watching her in this scene i think is great like the idea of hearing everyone talk about you like is um yeah that's rough and just seeing her beat up in a way that we have never seen before she almost looks like a different person Mm -hmm. so buffy comes downstairs and she kind of agrees with them she says how do we fight it we can't run we can't hide this is the end and just when you think she's giving up the speech turns and she says the hellmouth is going to choke on me just gonna do that for from now on for every time we get a speech in the season. Okay, that was like a golf clap little. Mm-hmm. We don't have glass glasses. So ting, yeah. ting 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 ting. Maybe I'll bring one in for okay. next for the rest of the season. I mean, they're on the other side of the kitchen. Uh, they're just like I mean, they're like ten feet from us. Uh, That's... Can we add it in post? <laughs> yes. It's just you saying clang 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 clang. <laughs> Uh, so she said, the Hellmouth is going to choke on me. We are declaring war. We just became an army. Mm-hmm. This is a cool speech. It mm-hmm. sounds very pretty. It yeah. sounds very inspiring. I feel like this speech would feel differently if she didn't do it 20 more times a season. Exactly. I also like when you sit there and I'm like, I'm taking notes on it and I'm trying to like boil down this speech to what it's about. And you realize she's not really saying anything. It's this. This is the problem with speeches. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're not really, if you're saying a bunch of flowery words, that's just, mm-hmm. I guess, meant to inspire, but also doesn't really change anything. And that's, I think, a lot more acceptable if you don't have a lot of them, first of all. And if it's in preparation for a battle or an exciting scene. Yeah. But to end it on a big speech... And then nothing. And then nothing. I was like, uh, okay, but like, it's like saying like, and we're going to get into like the real action next episode. It's like, oh, we're going to keep doing speeches for a while. And that's just it. She's, you know, she's saying like, we declared war. Except yeah. I know from experience that's not what happened. No. And you're right. Like, it's, it's one thing if you need to rally the troops before yep. a big fight and you, you know, everyone's down mm-hmm. and you're like, here's why this time is different and here's why we're going to win. And great. Yeah. It's it's like the way that score is used in a film of if you have like the big like pump up, you, you know, uh, nerve wracking music, go up to a, a point and then just nothing happens. Kind of feel like let down and yeah, don't where did that energy go? And then if you just keep doing that, 
you're you don't even feel the tension anymore. Mm-hmm. You need to have that and then have the cathartic release of and now we go into battle. Yeah. Instead of and now we go to credits. See you next week. So what do you think of this episode? Similar to last one, it just feels like on its own, it's fine. It's not not probably as good as uh Never Leave Me. But it's just like it's it's the start of the the downturn that I remember in season seven of just like some of the tropes I don't like. I don't mind the potentials. Not a lot gets done with them. Mm-hmm. And there's one set of lines that I always think about in this episode that reminds me of like my problem with the potentials is there's just no time to dedicate to learning about any of them where it's the two of them in in the kitchen and just one says, I'm veggie. Cracked, you mean? And it's just like that kind of really surface level character development you get from like the five army buds on the plane before they drop into world war two and then three of them die right away yeah it's like you're already telling me they're fodder but like i know kennedy is going to survive because i know more about her the other ones i cannot remember their names Mm -hmm. oh no i like maybe can describe them by like how they're dressed or like the one like the veggie one but yeah the one with the australian accent mm-hmm, the one yeah. with the cast the i really remember the name one i remember the name rona because that's just a cool name yeah that's it and amanda gets her own episode so yeah. there's amanda yeah yeah I, I mean this it's fine it's fine i w- <laughs> season seven it's fine it's fine <laughs> i wish i could make some changes to the uber vamp yeah but it does at least at the very end, at least it does raise the stakes because she mm-hmm. is beat, <laughs> beat to all shit. Yeah. Uh, and so you can see that this thing really is a threat. And like, mm-hmm. if you can't stake it, the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. And it, introducing the pr- potential is interesting because up until this season, we have never, you know, that like a girl is chosen. Mm-hmm. And we know from the movie that Buffy did not have the normal training prior to sure. her being chosen that, uh, every other slayer has had so this is interesting the idea that there are girls all over the world and as somebody who mm-hmm. like yeah i want to be a slayer yeah so the idea that like i could be a detention like you know what i mean like, this is good this could i mean no, that's good good world building yeah. yeah this one it does feel always to me like um feels like the last episode in this one it's not i don't combine them in my head but i just it, it, it's doesn't neither of them feel like a full episode it doesn't feel like enough happens it feels like a series of events and you're kind of not sure when they all took place yeah yeah and the white shirt count for this week is one oh just one one. she wore a lot of black this week and only one speech only one speech i feel like those are the two counts we have to keep uh, in our heads okay so i guess you could say that Giles or the first probably came from overseas, so mm-hmm. maybe we should go international. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Never Leave Me, German. Bringers of Evil. Sure. They're in there. I like it better than Never Leave Me. It is, yeah. That's fine. That's, um, I will remember that as the one where we introduce the bringers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, French feels a little bit more like a German title this week. The Seal of Denzelthar. Sure. <laughs> Just a, a object that appeared in the episode. Yep. 
Bring on the Night has a couple more, and they're all kind of variations on the idea of Bring on the Night with one that I feel I kind of missed the boat, uh, but it might be my favorite. So the Portuguese, May the Night Come. Sure. Sure. German, When the Night Begins. That sounds like romantic comedy. <laughs> and then the last one, they might have gotten a mistranslation because their version is the dawn of the last day. Not night. In fact, the exact opposite. opposite. The end of night. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty. Yeah. Sounds very pretty. Yeah. The I dawn feel of the like last day. that should have been the name for chosen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I kind of. I, I like this one more than Bring on the Night. Because Bring on the Night... It's the opposite. You don't want night to come. No. And, like, then I would call that, like, the episode where they beat the Uber van, Bring on the Night. Of, sure. like, we're actually going to take it on. Not, like, I guess the thing is, they had a speech about how they're going to take it on at yeah. the very end. I guess. But Dawn of the Last Day kind of feels like... I might be able to remember that more just of, like, oh, this is when they kind of, like open the chapter on what the story of the rest of the season is going to be. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. I will put this uh, with an asterisk. I feel like it could have been done much better, Mm -hmm. but I have to go with the Watcher's Council. Me too. There aren't a lot of slays this week. There's like Annabelle. Yeah. And I guess probably John... bring her at some point. Oh, yeah. There's some dead bringers. Sure. Yeah. None of, but like I was watching, none of them were particularly meaningful no. or remember, memorable. Like if Dawn killed a bringer. Yeah. I was waiting for it. I was just like, this is going to be it. This is my slay. The, oh, she, he but I guess they don't, they want the teenage character to, to murder if they don't have to. Slay. He's, they're not good people. Now you're the one defending people murder. But they're not people. They can see through their alphabet eyes. So you're saying I have free reign to kill Matt Murdock. (laughs) Matt Murdock comes up to me on the street. I shoot him in the face. I'm I'm in the clear. They're demons. That's the same thing rules that Buffy has. I've always interpreted that the bringers are humans that are devoted to the first. Then how can they see without eyes? Because they serve the first, and that's a power that is imbued when they carve up their eyes and those weird patterns to, like, serve the first. That's how I've always interpreted it. And that's why they're just, like, kind of dudes. I mean, they are just kind of dudes. They do not have super strength. But there's the whole thing uh, later where they communicate telepathically with through somebody. Andrew. I would assume that's just from serving the first. Because they don't look like... I mean, yeah, they get the messed up eyes, but it looks like that's messed up eyes on a human. Except that there's no, like, eyelids or holes where their eyes should be. It's just skin. See, I always interpret it as... Let us know what you think, yeah. stackers. I think Mike th- says they're just humans. I say they're demons. Humans enhanced by serving the first through, like, magic face carving. <laughs> so yeah. not just humans. Magic face carving. Like magic face painting, but yeah. a little bloodier. Do it this Halloween. Don't do it this Halloween. <laughs> don't do, do, that, not do, that. do not do that. Do not do that. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and let us know if the bringers are human or not. They're definitely demons and not humans. And any thoughts you have on Ghost Dad? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know about Ghost Dad. Guys, we're going to spam Kristen with 
everything, <laughs> every possible theory on Ghost Dad. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Production Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Showtime and Potential. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Sticks. Okay, so I'm going to read a small passage from my Snowpiercer Conductor Button fanfic. This is a Conductor Button Hour. Oh, no, she's coming back. Uh, I wasn't talking about trains. I love trains. You know who loves trains? Conductor Button. Oh, yeah, I, I totally wasn't doing a secret side podcast. <laughs>